Blog Talk Radio. Radio, and uh, I'm here manning the switchboard and doing the show by myself today because I is uh, still in Japan, and um, just a little update uh, for our listeners who are um, keeping up with I. I has had her liver taken out, 30% of her liver taken out to give to her mother, to save her mother's life. And uh, I had the surgery on July 4th. Um, She was in the hospital 10 days before that in Japan. And she's been in the hospital since then. And they want her to stay in the hospital another month, but she's trying to get out sooner. Um, I spoke to her last night, and she's sorry that she has to miss the show. Um, Her computer went dead. and uh, But she's, just to let you know how she's doing her, pain level is pretty high, and um, she's got some stuff going on in her body that um, makes her a little bit nervous, but she says she's getting better and better every day, and that she feels like her organs are all having to fit back into her body without 30% of her liver. So um, she's feeling, before she went in, she felt like she was in really great health, and now she just feels like she's been set back a little bit, but she's getting better and better, and she's glad that she did it. Her mom is still in the ICU, but they told her that I's liver is beautiful, and uh, her liver has taken to her mother, but her mother's still in the ICU, so uh, send lots of prayers out to I and her mother that they both make a, a, um, a quick recovery. So uh, thanks for all joining us today or joining me today. Um, it's just some things that the call in line is 917-889-2693. Again, that's 917-889-2693. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at uh, Pet Psychic Radio um, or Laura Stinchfield. And my website is the pet psychic radio. I mean, thepetpsychic.com. Again, that's thepetpsychic.com. Okay, so one of the things I want you guys to do today is when you call in, um, I'm going to try and get to as many callers as I can today. So uh, what I want you to do is tell your animal um, exactly what you're going to ask them, and uh, just kind of picture it in your mind, like. Why do you bark out the window so much? Kind of picture them doing that and the kind of feeling of why and tell them that someone's going to be talking to them and tell them to listen to the show. I get a lot of emails about how their animals have been, people's animals have been listening to the show. So um, they do understand everything that's going on. They not only get it through the airwaves, which I don't know how they really do that, but they do. They also get it. Whatever you're thinking about, your animal can pick up. So um, so tell them to listen. And, um, okay, and also, so when I get you on, what I want you to do is just go right into um, your animal. Just tell me who your animal is, uh, their name, a good description of them, what species they are, that's important, and whether they are dead or alive. I'll assume they're alive unless you tell me they're deceased. And um, and I'm going to try to get to as many callers as I can. And uh, we also are going to have our guest on today, and I'm going to be watching her to see when she's calling in, and she's from Best Friends Animal Society. And that's Rose. We'll be calling in later, and we're going to talk to Chop Chop, a little puppy from, from the organization. Uh, okay, I'm going to take our first caller, and I'm going to also say the last four digits of your phone number when you're on the air, okay? So uh, have that handy in your mind so when I say it, you know it's you. So right now I'm going to pick up 0909. Hi, you're on the air. 
You're on Pet Psychic Radio. Are you there? You're on Hi, there. it's Rose. Oh, Rose, it's you. It's me. Perfect. <laughs> How are you? Great. So this is our rescue guest, Rose. So, uh, so guest, uh, I mean, Rose, thank you so much for coming on today. No problem. And, Thanks for having me. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your organization, and um, and then we'll get into talking to Chop Chop. Okay. Um. Well, I have been. Um, working with best friends for several years now. I've fostered for them a couple times. Um, and I also volunteer for the Agora Animal Shelter. I'm a huge animal lover. I'm actually vegan for my compassion uh, for the animals. Um has nothing to do with health or any of that, any of the new stuff that's coming out with Oprah. It's all has to do with that, my love for them. Uh, and I really just all am about education and educating and you know people about proper uh skills or just anything they need to know to bring a dog into their life. I work with mainly dogs. Mm. So what do you think is the most important thing that people should know when they bring a dog into their life? Um that it takes commitment and especially if it's a new dog from a shelter that there's a transition period and I always tell people whether it is 2 days or 2 years there's a time where it takes a while for the dog to get to know who you are, you get to know who the dog is, everything, you know, it just, it takes time for a family just to, you know, and I include the dog as part of the family, to really just get it and to, to get the routine down. Because sometimes people get a dog and they just don't want to put the time involved and after a week they decide, I'm just going to return it back to the shelter. So yeah. um, that's very frustrating for me. So I really try to tell people that if they put the time and commitment in in the beginning and work with the training and, and you know, really be diligent, they're going to have a great dog for the rest of its life. And it's going to, you know, fit well into the family. But people don't really get that. They expect, oh, I'm just going to get a dog and it's going to work out perfectly in a day. Mm. And that's usually not the case. So, And the other thing I think is really important that people don't really understand is, um, you know, the shelter that, I volunteer for is a beautiful shelter, uh, but they are a county shelter, and we do put our dogs down. And so a lot of people think we don't kill our dogs there, but we do. And uh, people just return dogs, you know, they think it's like time to trade in a car and they'll drop an old dog off and try to get a new dog, and they don't realize that we're going to kill your dogs a lot of the times. And so that's why I think education is a key, because I think it's unfair for the dogs that we are putting them down for no good reason. Yeah, and so do you feel like, have you ever caught people like that who are returning in their dogs because their dog is, like, jumping on them or, you know, and wanting All another the dog? And, and All the time. And have you been to keeping their dog? What what can you? Well, I usually, yeah, I mean, it really depends. There's sometimes people I don't believe should even have an animal because their lifestyle isn't, it doesn't work for them. I mean, they're, they either have brand-new babies, and, you know, I, I try to explain to them if it's a family with young children or who just had a kid. I know they have that idea of, like, white picket fence, family, and the dog outside, but concentrate on your baby first, you know, and then bring a dog in because it is like bringing another kid in, and a lot of times the parents don't have enough patience to deal with another animal. Um, yes. Or, you know, so I usually try to steer families with the small kids away from the dogs until they're absolutely ready because I also think it's important for children to be old enough to learn dog signals so that way if they are doing something, they'll know that, oh, my God, this dog may, be bite, may try to bite me or hurt right. me, but because they're so young, they don't know how to read dog language. Yeah, um, I and we so get a lot of bites. You. So what do you tell children? Because I find that really interesting. You know, I teach a lot about dog body language, and, you know, I think that's so important for everybody to know. Right. So what do you teach children about reading dog body language? Um, well, it depends on the children. So um, at the shelter, uh, basically, I start with the parents first because it's the parents' number one obligation, I believe, to control their yeah, child because in the home environment, that you know, it's, their responsibility to watch their child at all time and to watch the dog. So I usually, I mean, if I come, it, depending on how old they are. So if they're really young, it's definitely the parents first. I let them know, you know, uh, not just to make sure that they always call the dog's name before approaching it because waking a sleeping dog can be very startling. You get a lot of bites yeah. that way. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I I teach about positive association, so that way every time the kid approaches the dog, there's always something good that comes out of it, a treat, something sweet and gentle. So the dog associates good things with the baby as, or the kid as opposed mm-hmm. to, oh, my God, this crazy kid is, like, running after me and I don't know what's going to happen. Right. Um, uh, you know, and just with the soft and the and then not like staring at their face, like getting in front of them and and being um, challenging at all, because you know dogs see that as challenging, and just putting yeah. their hand out instead of just you know, because I I've I've been involved with a rescue where I had a chow who did not like children, um, and as much and and I'm crazy dog person, so as much as I was protecting that dog from the public, you know, from mm-hmm. the children. Uh, a kid reached over through, like, some shelves that I had the dog cornered in, and the dog turned around and bit the kid. Mm. And, you know, so it's that kind of thing. It's like you always have to know, you know, parents need to tell their children, you don't just reach out to random dogs or stranger dogs without first asking the person, can I pet your dog, does your dog like children, and doing it in the appropriate manner, not just, like, thinking every dog's okay to, to grab or kiss or hug or any of that stuff. Yes. So important. It's so important. And so you also do work for Best Friends Animal Society, and they're based in Utah, correct? They have their big sanctuary in Utah, their no-kill sanctuary, which is amazing. I have not been able to go up there yet, but they have programs where you can actually go and volunteer for a couple days or a week. Um, and they have all sorts of animals. You can actually take a, a dog in your little bungalow and sleep with you. And it, 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 they're really just amazing. But I work with their mobile adoptions. Um, well, I was working with their mobile adoptions that they would have at um, some of the parks throughout L.A. Um, but now they opened up a facility. They took over a facility in Mission Hills. Um, I guess the city didn't get funding, so Best Friends came in, and they've turned it into an amazing uh, shelter um, oh, how neat. Yeah, where they run. So I've uh, been there and, you know, and doing whatever we need to do for them. It's bestfriends.org, right? It's bestfriends.org. Um, yes, bestfriends.org. Yeah. Yeah, everybody should check that out. They have an unbelievable reputation. They do. And they, I mean, and they are uh, not, there's a lot of rescues out there that can, that can uh, teeter on, you know, hoarding or just, uh, you know, not taking care of their animals, but this—it is an amazing organization. I'm really proud to be a part of their group. Right, and it's neat that they're branching out into other states and. Oh yeah. Big, yeah. And they um, actually transport dogs into other states that don't have a lot of small dogs. So I was there last week at the shelter, and they transported 65 small dogs to Utah because oh, for fun. yeah, for whatever reason, Utah has mainly big dogs, and there's a need for smaller dogs. And so instead of killing them in the high-kill shelters here, they pull them um, and then uh, transport them into other places where they can actually have the chance of living and being adopted out. So it's, I mean, they really are just amazing. amazing. It's so amazing. Yeah. So, So tell us about Chop Chop. Okay, so Chop Chop's what I call my gangster dog. He, look. I mean, he's, if you can picture him, he's a, we think a Tibetan Spaniel, King Charles mix. He's brown and black with maybe a hint of Pekingese in there somewhere. And he looks like he would be this royal, really sweet dog, you know, living the high life. But he is a thug, and, <laughs> and we love him. Um, we don't, I don't, of course, don't know much about his previous life because he uh, was a dog that lived at the Baldwin um uh, Shelter, or that got pulled from uh, the Baldwin shelter um, okay, on the day yeah. he was going to be killed. Oh, wow. And uh, then he ended up living in the kennel for a while. And at one, of the, uh, at one of the mobile adoptions, I said, oh, I have a, you know, my other dog got adopted out. I'll, I'll uh, foster him. So, and I think he actually kind of chose me one that, that day. I just said, Hey, you know, I asked one of the head volunteers, hey, which dog should I take to foster? And he kind of jumped on my lap, and I said, okay, I'll take him. And uh, I've actually had him ever since, so. Okay, and so you want to ask him things like what ailments do you feel and um, how yeah, do you understand you know, right, We're not sure how... Oh yeah, well, I'm not sure how old he is. He's he was he was actually supposed to go on a transport. You know how best friends uh, and mentioned that they 
take the smaller dogs to the other states. He left on a transport, and the veterinarian over there because they have to they have to meet certain requirements. So, you know, they can't be too old and stuff. Right. And he he uh, I guess was too old. The, the vet thought he was about twelve years old, oh. and um, then he got sent back. <laughs> so, and oh. another vet had told me around seven. So we really don't know how old he is. Right. So I kind I of want to know. Know how old he is because it's like children, like if. And I think, too, like, if we don't live in, like, we're a place where there's, like, snow every year. The seasons are really, um, you know, you can tell the seasons. They don't necessarily know how to count years. Some animals can get that from them, but I think that they're doing it more from a psychic standpoint than actual communicating with the dog. Okay. But but let me ask him, like, do you think you're 12? Like, he might know if he thinks he's that age or if he thinks he's younger than that. Okay. feeling of how long 12 is. Like, he might not say exactly how old he is. Right. Um, okay, let me get him and see what he has to say. And okay. Chop, chop, chop. Gotcha. And he's like a, what did you say he is? He's like a Tibetan Spaniel, Pekingese. King Charles. King Charles. <laughs> he's really cute. He's got this cute little underbite. Yes. He's adorable. <laughs> I want to tell my mom I really like her. Okay. I want to tell my mom that sometimes my hips are sore. Hips, hmm. My hips, yes. But then they feel better when I walk more. Okay. I need to do a lot of stretching. Sometimes my eyes sting. Okay. I fight to see sometimes. Hmm. Sometimes it's harder for me, especially in low light. And then other times I feel like I know people really well, so I see them really well. So he has a really good sense of smell. Okay. It's like my eyesight is a little crooked. It's interesting. It's not really like fully blurry. It's just like a little off, too. Yeah. And that makes total sense to me. I love my mom and dad a lot. Are they going to keep me? Oh, yeah. I want. I will. If 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 he wants to stay here at this point, you know he's welcome in our hearts. I want to stay because I don't have the energy to go somewhere else. It takes a lot of effort to get to know people. I love to be kissed and hugged, but I only like it for a little while. <laughs> if it gets to be too much, it hurts me. It's like squeezing his body. Like, you know that feeling of, like, get having a bruise and then yeah. somebody squeezes you? Like, it kind of hurts, but it doesn't, like, really, it's not, like, super painful, but it, like, kind of is uncomfortable. That's how he <laughs> feels in his shoulders and his hips when he gets okay. hugged. I like soft food, and I like food that's really juicy when you bite into it. (laughs) I like chicken, and I love to eat tortillas. Does he eat tortillas? (laughs) Uh, I don't know, unless he's getting little pieces here and there. Yeah, he might have also had that at his old home, you know, like something. If he had a Hispanic family, they might have just had him, like, Thrum chicken tortillas. and tortillas, which I think he's talking about with the cheesy and the... <laughs> um, I became a stray because I got put in the dumpster. Oh, no. The neighbor didn't like me barking, so he put me in the dumpster. Oh, my God. Bark? He... I'm sorry? Does he bark? He does bark, um, but he's not a aimless. I mean, he just he's doesn't not, like, walk around barking. I bark at them through the fence all the time. Yeah. They climbed over the fence and they grabbed me and they put me in a dumpster. Oh, my God. I climbed out, but then I got lost. Oh, sad. Oh, my gosh. I liked my family. They were kind to me. But one time I had an ear infection and they didn't notice for a while. But then they did notice. 
and they had to put stuff in my ear, and it hurt. Do you have your infections now? Um, not that I've noticed. Good, good. I wonder why he got that. Maybe from all the corn for the corn tortillas. Oh, maybe. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, what else do you want to ask him? Um, how about the the pack he lives with now? How, okay, does who he does like he the like the most? There's like this reddish dog that I kind of like. Do you know who that is? Uh huh. I like them a lot because they're really smart. They tell me all the time what to do. Is he being buddies with that dog? The reddish dog? Yeah. Not in the be- not in the beginning. He he fought with him a lot. Oh, but how how about now? Uh, well, I think uh, um. The dog, his name is Simon, he's talking about has either become submissive or uh, they've just worked it out, I guess. We worked it out. I just needed to learn. I wasn't used to so much bossiness. <laughs> now I'm just like, whatever. Some of the dogs here have problems. One of them has a really bad stomach ache. Oh. That's the one with the pot belly. You know who that is? Do you, is there like a tan one that has like a um, pot belly? Kind of a big belly? No. A beige? Big, big or belly. blonde? Well, it, the, the reddish, the Simon is, is like white and reddish and tan a little bit. Maybe mm. he's... Is there like a pit bull mix? Yes, but I he's black. Oh, uh, is it the black pit bull mix? No, it's a blonde belly. Oh, maybe it is Simon then. Yeah, stomach ache. Okay. We all need choo-choo bones. Oh. <laughs> You won't get them, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, you can't have them. Chop, chop. Sorry. <laughs> what about bone marrow bones? Can I have those? Um, I have tried before. Um, my, I think my other, because I don't give them bones, one, because they, uh, I don't want them fighting over the bones, even if I separate them, but they get so crazy and excited that I've had a couple of them chip their teeth. Oh, Even really? the raw bones. So, yeah, so I just figure it's best not to. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't chip my teeth, he says. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mom, I'd like to go in the car with you. Oh, okay. Why don't you take me in the car more? Yeah. And you can tell Dad that I love it when he's on the floor with us. Okay. Is there a dad? There is my yeah. There's a my husband. Oh, <laughs> he's sweet. So he's <laughs> got a home for life. Should I tell him he's got a home for life with you. He can stay if he wants to be here. Does he not? Does he want to? I mean, would he prefer to be in a home where he was the only dog? I don't think so. I think I have my family now. Oh, great. And then what about, um, does he ever miss his old home and the old owners? Yeah, I miss them a lot. Aww. They were like my buddies. They did a lot of stuff with me. And I went everywhere with them. Aww. It was hard being out on the streets. And I was like, why haven't they found me? Yeah. But I'm okay. Does he I remember like... the shelter at all? Huh? Does he remember the shelter at all? Yeah, the shelter is stinky and dirty, no thank you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. I would think that any shelter would be stinky and dirty. You know what I mean? It's like even the ones that are really clean. Yeah. And dirty, and it's like, 
Aww. Now, can you ask him um, why he he has bit or bites other dogs and and us sometimes? Okay, yeah. and then we'll do that to the last question because I'm okay. I've got there all these callers. Okay, okay well, sure. Oh no, but I'm I could talk to Chop Chop all day. <laughs> 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 He's so cute. Um, so why does he bite other dogs? Because they're going to step on me. I'm like, get out of my way. So is he, is it like overkill? Is it like he's going after them too soon? Um, in the beginning, he he was. And it was um, it was hard for me because he would attack my other dogs. Um, and yeah. then just, you know, like I said in the very beginning, like that transition period, I was very frustrated at one point because I wanted to protect my dogs. I mean, he was kind of the outsider. Oh. And there was times when I thought, well, you know, we got a trainer in a couple times, and I was thinking maybe he needs to go to another foster family because I have to protect my own dogs. But we, he worked, they worked it out. Yeah, I keep saying we're all fine now. We're all fine. Yeah. And he just was overwhelming <laughs> to read so many. Like, it was just hard for him to read yeah. more than one dog at once. Now they're fine. And see, it took like two years for that transition period for him to finally get it, I think, because. Where we used to fight every two, three times a week and do some, you know, some injuries. Now maybe it's like once a month where he'll try to snap at one of the dogs. But for the most part, I think everyone kind of got it. But I think, oh. I mean, as I was pushed to the edge a lot of times and I was going to give him up, but I didn't. Yeah, good for you. Thanks so much for, <laughs> thanks so much for taking care of him and sticking with it. Thank so you. Thank he's you for me all a, that. You taught me a lot. <laughs> so neat. Okay, so what's the website where people can get a hold of you or any of the dogs that, um, or any of the organizations that um, that you support? Uh, through Best Friends or the Agora Animal Shelter. Those are the two right now that I work with the most. Okay. Um, so that's a couple of the other. Bestfriends.org. And uh -huh. does, they, does the Agora Animal Shelter have a website? Um, it's the LA. It's actually one. It's the LA County. Okay. Uh, it's animal. I think it's animal care. Uh, dot gov, and I think you have okay. to pick specific uh, shelters. Right to find all the animals that are adoptable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and if you know, and I can give you my email address if anyone is looking for. Because I'm, I'm also uh, part of what I love to do is help people find the right animals. So because I come across so many dogs at the shelter and at Best Friends, if they want to email me, you know, and say, hey, I'm looking for a dog, then I'll be more than happy to help them. I, it, it's really hard for me for people to call and want to give up their dogs because they'll get an earful from me. Yeah, so don't call to give up your dog. Only call, only uh, email if they're looking. Want. Right, and my, and do you have my email address or do you want yeah, that? It's, yeah, do you want to say it? I have sure, it in the chat room and you can. Yeah, it's rosedelfino at live.com. And Delfino is D-E-L-F-I-N-O at live, L-I-V-E dot com. Great, Rose. Thanks so much for being on today. Thank you. I appreciate it. And you guys have a, a great day. appreciate what you're doing. Ah, oh, thanks. And you too. Thank you. Well. you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, I'm going to take another caller. We're going to go to 3854. That's 3854. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. Hi there. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. So tell me your animal. Okay, it's um, Chubbs. He's my love bug. He's a pug. And we believe we got him from a shelter, so we believe he's around um, 9 or 10 years old. And um, he had passed away this last, um, jan on January 10th. Oh. Yeah, he's just... He, and what, he's he's what, um he's a uh, fawn colored. Well, okay. And what do you want to ask him? I just need to know that on the day that he passed, myself and my son, which is we call him his daddy, we were the vet had us waiting in the other room for him, mm -hmm. and um, he had passed away in the other room. And I just need him to know that we were there, that you know mm -hmm. we wouldn't leave him, we wouldn't do anything like that. I just need him to know that Mama and Daddy were there for him. Oh, nice. And was that your choice to be in the other room, or did the vet have you do that? 
the vet had us wait in the other room because we were waiting for another doctor to come in and do a specialized um, x-ray on him and Chubbs just didn't make it. We didn't. None of us knew that he was that sick. So oh, I just need my love bug to know that 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 we were there and we love him very much. Didn't just say goodbye, huh? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that that's hard. Yeah, that's really hard. Um, yeah, he's okay. my love bug, and I'm just I'm just very proud of him. He was brave. He was strong, and he helped me so much. So tell him thank you for his mama. Tell my mom I met a nice lady when I went to heaven. Oh. And she told me, you're a handsome dog. Oh, yes. She said she's very good at numbers and baking. Do you know who that is? Is that like a grandma of yours or a friend of yours? So very Numbers and... And baking. (laughs) So... And the numbers could be, like, just have to do with baking, like the ingredients. But um, they sometimes when the animals say that they have been met by people on the other side, it's very often somebody that you know that has passed away. And it doesn't mean that Chubbs had to have known them in Chubbs's life. It could be because okay. an ancestor, an old friend of yours that is coming for your dog just because you love them. Okay. She sings pretty songs, too. And I want Mom to know that I'm not alone. Oh. And here in heaven, it's really pretty. And I can walk and see myself how handsome I am. Oh. <laughs> I'm kind of a funny thing for somebody to say. Can he, could, did he really, did he have a lot of pride? You know, well, every day that he was, you know, when we would wake up, I'd always say, oh, Mama, love you, and your Mama's love bug, and I would say, oh, you're such a good boy, and I would always say, oh, you're just so cute, you're just so handsome. Oh, so maybe he's saying that he has somebody that can do that for him now, too, in heaven, like he's not alone. I just love him so much. She said that after he passed away, he kissed you both all the way when you on your way home. So he said oh that he was. And I still go with them. I lie under the table a lot, and on the couch, and sometimes I do spins around the room. Oh, and I'm very thoughtful. Yeah. I talk to them all the time if they're having a problem. I have very good advice. Oh. And I want them to know when they think of me, it's me. I know. And tell them it's okay if they get a really cute other dog. Have you gotten one already? No, I've been kind of waiting for him because I have a lot of... um medical issues and so I was I always talk to him you know every day and I'm going oh you know maybe you'll come back as as mama's service dog so I I don't know he's great in heaven but he'll find you someone I'll find you someone good so he won't be coming back well with reincarnation it can be really tricky like he says like right now like he's not ready to come back like he likes being in heaven a lot of people right. don't understand that. They think like, why, why don't they? Why don't they? Why don't they want to be with us? You know. But actually, in heaven, they can be with us at any time. So they can have that feeling of living with us and being present with us at any time that they want. So it's not as big of a need for them to come back. You know, with some okay. rare exceptions. Um, so. Um, but he's actually having a really good time in heaven, and he feels like he can help you more, like he can give you wiser answers to your dilemmas from heaven, and he can help you. Like what they can do is like put um, thoughts in your head, or and it's kind of like your intuition. Oftentimes you think it's your intuition, but it could be a loved one in heaven actually giving you those answers. And, okay. Um, but he says that he'll help you find someone. But time in heaven is so different that I think right. people sometimes like he could change his mind and still be back right away. You know, it's like right. time is so it's like 
it's so different. He could live lifetimes in a blink pretty much there. So, right. um, so we never really know. But when he says he'll find someone for you, that also is really special because the next dog you have will be really special because he'll make sure of it. Yeah, so you probably won't get the wrong dog if you're really, like, focused and looking for the right dog. Okay. Yeah. And he he just knows how much that we all love him, right? Of course. Oh, Mom, of course I do. And every time you think of me, it helps me grow. Oh, he's such a love bug. Aw, thanks for and, calling in. And yeah, can you, I mean, when when I talk to him, he can... He can hear me? Yes, he can definitely hear you. So for all of you that have pets on the other side or on this side, as long as you are clear about what you are saying, yes, they can hear you, and they will answer back. Sometimes you might not hear it right away. Sometimes you might hear it. There's like a lapse in hearing it, and that's only because if your unconscious is having a hard time receiving it quickly, you might receive it later when you're in the shower, when you're lying down to bed, or when you wake up in the morning. But, yes, they will always answer you, always. And, and you know, I keep hearing this whispering, like when you are talking to him or all the yeah. animals when I listen on your show. <laughs> and I, yeah. I, I hear this, this whispering. Is that you talking to him? Yes. Yeah. So what happens is when I whisper like that, that's the animal talking in real time. Like, But I sort of filter it first because sometimes they say things that I think like, oh, maybe that's not the best way to phrase it, you know? Oh, right. Okay. I, I okay. whisper it first and then I say it. Uh-huh. And so um, when, I, when I'm whispering, that's your animal's answer. And then... Okay. Pretty much I say it right, right, exactly the way they say it. But every now and then I will, um, I'll, like, for instance, if the dog is telling me that they've been hit by somebody, they may yeah. say it's really nasty, and I am like, whoa, maybe. Like, I want people to learn from when they abuse an animal. And so okay. I really judge it. Can I say it that nasty? How will that person take it? And then right. I'll, like, I'll change it. I mean, that's. And, and sometimes it's just me being like, you know, I feel a little bit more secure filtering everything before I Okay, you, you sometimes you kind of have to clean it, clean it up. <laughs> sometimes I have to clean it up, but not always, not always. Okay, okay. All right, well, thanks Thank, for calling in. Thank you so much, and just tell him if you can give him a hug and a kiss from his mama and his daddy and his grandpa and everybody. Oh, he cares. And we you. love him. Okay. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, one eight eight five. You're on the air. Hi, Laura. It's Tora. Hey, Tora. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm calling about my fish. I'm so excited. Oh, your fish. Oh, how cool is that? Yeah, so, totally. It's a goldfish. And so what kind, I, what no, kind of fish is it? Did you say? It's a goldfish. Oh, it's a goldfish. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, and I think his name. He keeps telling me his name is uh, Marigold, but I call him Ohm because I don't know something like that. And I want to find out about his past life and to stop stealing the my uh, sucker fish's food. <laughs> so uh, can he have some of your sucker fish's food? It's and actually like- his food but he needs to leave a little for the sucker like the sucker fish will be on the food and then i'll chase him away and it's funny like i'll visualize where his food is just i mean i'll I'll see the food and he'll go exactly to where i'm looking and i'm like damn it that was the food for the sorry <laughs> that was the food for the sucker fish like why am i thinking so i have to literally walk oh, away from he him. says it's a game you play it's a game we play okay good so maybe you should like picture it somewhere else too you know like put it in a different a couple different places I, yeah, I do, and then I, I really try not to do the game. He says. What? I'm growing, and Aww. I'm getting hungrier and hungrier. And I want a place that's smooth on my back when I fly, when I swim through it. He wants a tunnel that's smooth. Well, that makes sense. I've had a past life. And I wasn't a fish. Ooh. I was like a glider. 
I was an animal that glided through the water. I think it's a frog. Yeah, maybe. I pictured us together as fish. I don't know if that was something or what. Oh, let's see. I think my mom and I were together. I imagine us being fish all the time. I'm like, come on in here, fishy. (laughs) I think he wants you to be a fish. Yeah, I think so, too. I wonder, like, what is there something else that sort of glides through the water that is a fish that wouldn't be a frog? Uh, maybe those bugs, but no, the snake. Oh, I, don't well, I, don't think, I don't think it's a snake. They do have those fish, though, that kind of, I don't know, there's a lot of animals out there, you know. Yeah, right, right. It kind of looks like a frog. That'd be cool. I love it when you meditate, Mom. I think you're levitating. <laughs> I'm thinking she's getting air. Do you meditate in front of him? Yeah, I, he's right next to my bed because I want to be able to spend time with him. Um, so, yeah, I meditate before I go to bed and when I wake up. <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah, just tell him I love him so much. That's it. I love you, too. I think we should get more. More fish? Yes, more fish. So I'm going to put one fish in there for him. I need three. Three? He wants, you to, have a tank. he wants to be like a school. Oh, okay. I'll give him three small, small fish. Yeah, or maybe two. Because I think three with goldfish is like some big spiritual number. You know, is it going to be two more? Okay. Well, thanks, Tora. Let us know know if he stops going after the food. Okay. Thank you so much, Laura. All right. Thanks for calling in. All right. Bye. Bye. Okay. 5164. Oh, you're on the air. Hi. Um, I'm calling because my dog, Zoe, a female Australian Shepherd, has been missing since Tuesday afternoon, and we have looked everywhere for her, and we're very concerned if she's okay or if she's suffering. I I hate to tell you this. I don't do lost animals. Oh, you don't? No, but Lori Spagna does. Lori Spagna? Spagna, it's S-A-P-A-G-N-A, and it's Lori, L-O-R-I. Okay, hold on one second. Let me write this down because I didn't realize I needed a pun. If you can go in the chat room. Okay, you ready? Yep. It's Lori, L-O-R-I, Spagna, S-P-A-G-N-A dot com. Okay. um, she is actually going to be our guest next week. Hopefully oh. you find the dog before then. But next week she's going to be doing readings with me on air. So. Oh, how but, great. Okay. Yeah. But give her a call and she will, um, she'll help you find him. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Okay. I hope right. you find him soon. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Or her, Zoe. Her. Okay, uh, 7932, you're on the air. Hello, Laura, it's Sean Tanowitz. Oh, hey, Sean, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing good. So everyone out there, Sean has helped me with a lot of my videos. He's done all, he's the best cameraman. Yay, yep. <laughs> good to have you on. Yeah, my first time calling, but I chatted yeah. before, but I've had some weird stuff going on here, so I'm see if the dogs have uh, seen anything here. Um, I'm pretty oh. sure there's ghosts here. Um, I wonder if they're seeing any spirits. Yeah, so tell us what's been going on. I Actually, I told me that you got something going on in your house. Well, my friend uh, moved in with me temporarily, and he uh, could see things. He, he actually died in surgery and came back alive. So ever since then, he could sense and see things, and things have heightened, like uh, woken up to women yelling, kind of screaming. I saw a vision of an outline of a woman in my bedroom, and the dogs freak out around um, 4.30 at night a lot of the times, and they run out, they want to see Lee, my friend, in the living room, and 
So wait, uh, what are they doing in the middle of the night? What do they do? They wake up like Chelsea's crying, like she's whimpering, and she wants to get out of my room and go and be with Lee, who's my friend who's living in the living room right now. Oh. And uh, then we looked up the apartment. We found out that a plane crashed in this apartment in 1965, and a baby and a woman and a and the pilot died. And then some people oh. actually died out. Oh. So it's been, uh, it's just like a dark, like Frank kept saying, you know, you got to get out of this place. It seems very dark here, and he's kept getting the message to look up this address and see what happens. So I'm wondering if they're seeing things or. Okay, let's get them. And uh, tell everyone what your doggies look like. I know uh, what Beck they look like. Rebecca's uh, a white chihuahua mix. It's white with a brown spot, and Chelsea's like a dog. She's brown. Okay. Okay, I'm going to get them both at the same time, so it's going to be hard for me to decide who's saying what, but I'm just going to say them both. But I'll ask okay. Chelsea, ask Chelsea um, what's going on in the middle of the night. Okay. You know what's happening? There's people walking around in their room. And it's this one lady, and she keeps looking and looking and looking. And she just can't find things. And it looks like she's trying to put pieces together. It's almost like I think she's trying to find her stuff. Mm. The thing that's scary about her is that her eyes turn black. And then that's what scares me the most. And sometimes she tries to wake that up. Do you feel that ever, her trying to wake you up? Well, you know, I got woken up two times in a row with her yelling. Like, I heard a woman's voice yelling, yelling, screaming, I don't know what to call it. And then what one time she... I saw her just at the edge of my bed looking at me. Oh. yeah. Like an outline of a woman. It wasn't like a full, like a student person. It was an outline of a woman. I don't think she's evil. I just think she's trapped. And the longer she's trapped, the sadder she gets. Sadder? Yeah, the sadder. Yeah, because she looks like a fat woman. Oh, the fatter? No, I said sadder, like more sad. Oh, sadder. Oh, my God, it's just a big woman. <laughs> um, and it looks like, like walking in my living room. Going, my... It looks what like the child is going back and forth. Like, she's coming back and forth for her mom. Do you see anything with the child? And there's always footsteps. And I don't like to hear the footsteps. That's the hallway going into my room. She doesn't like walking through the middle. She always goes to the edge. Because there's footsteps there. And I think they're attracted to us. I think they stay with us. God, Sean, I think that they need to be, like, cleared, like, be told they need to go to heaven. Have you told them to go to heaven? Uh-oh. The call drops. That's kind of eerie, isn't it? Um, oh, no. That's eerie. So... Oh, maybe something doesn't want them to go to heaven. I don't remember his phone number, so I don't know if I can get him back on. So I'm going to go to 6316. You're on the air. <clears throat> Hi, Laura. It's Chiquette. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good. We talked a couple years ago about Brody, my little papillon. It's been a while. Yeah. So, um, So what do you want to talk to Brody about today? Well, I have a couple of questions for him. Um, one, Derek and I were thinking about getting another little Papillon, and okay. he's not always friendly with other dogs. Not that he's mean, he's just unsociable, and I want to know how he feels if we did get another dog like him. I want a small female. He would be fine with a female then? One that's brown and white. Like him. <laughs> I like that coffee-colored white. Is that like him? Yeah, that's what he looks like. Oh, that's, that's funny. so cute. So okay, as long as he would be okay with it, I'm, that surprises me actually. Um, wait, wait, hold on. My mom's been talking to me a lot about it, and oh. I've been thinking. 
and I thought if I got used to one dog, it would be good for me. That's cool. Good. That's yeah, nice. that's really good. Have you been telling him that, that it would be good for him? Um, No, I haven't been telling him it's been good for him. I have been talking to him about it, for sure. Yeah, good. Because we used to have another dog that was maybe twice his size. His name was Bill. Can you mm-hmm. can you ask him if he remembers him and if he didn't like Bill? Because he, he just stayed away from us when we had the other dog. I didn't understand, Bill. I didn't understand. But I want to understand. That's when you're going to have to start teaching him, like, the calming signals, like the licking and the yawning and the blinking of the eyes. Mm-hmm. So um, when the other dog comes back. Okay, so what other question? I'm going to try and take one more caller before the show ends. Okay, sure. Um, unfortunately, it's kind of a sad question, but my husband and I are possibly going to be separating, and I want Brody to go to the best home. Can you ask him where he would rather be? I don't know if you can ask him that. Oh, that's a hard question to ask in just a few seconds. Oh. Hold on, um, that might be a tense one. Hold on. Okay. Mom takes really good care of me, but Dad needs me also. Can't we share? Aw. Can I see them both? I can live with both of them. (laughs) And sometimes when I think they're going to separate, I think it might be better. But sometimes they don't listen to each other. And I think to myself, you wouldn't be fighting if you just listened. You know what's so? You know what I find so interesting about that is mm-hmm. that he wants to find another dog in the family so he can learn how to communicate. Okay. And it might be something like talking about the way you and your husband are communicating. You know, mm-hmm. like he's he's starting to watch you guys and going, huh? Like they're not reading each other. Like they wouldn't be in this if they were reading each other right and mm-hmm. it makes him about his relationships with other dogs that's really insightful of him i think yeah he's a pretty smart guy oh i hope everything works out for you guys oh thanks laura i know you have to get going so thank you very much oh yeah good luck with you guys be well thanks see ya okay, okay one more caller we're gonna take six seven six seven you're on the air Hello? 6767? Seven, seven. I don't hear them. Laura? Yeah, Laura. there we go. Okay. Yeah. Hi, this is Adrian. I'm, I'm, calling, I'm calling about Ozzy again. Um, Ozzy is my um, black short hair adopted cat. He's a Bombay. And it seems to, it's been, it's taken... A long, long time, I mean, we're talking two years so far, that he cannot seem to acclimate himself to my other cats. And I'm always very hopeful. And um, the last time we talked, I actually um, had my other black cat come out, and um, he pretty much is non-concerned with Ozzy anyway. So they, I maybe it's a black cat thing, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, um, they were okay. But then just a few days ago, I got my other cat, Tiger, out um, to kind of see if that was going to work, and it just totally did not. Um, um, Tiger was actually on the couch with me, um, I was holding him because he's, he's very nervous in the couch. And Ozzy was out, too, and I, I thought, oh, my gosh, this is going to be a disaster. And um, I was actually watching all this happen, and um, he he crept up behind Tiger, and Tiger was facing me, so he didn't see Ozzy at all. And he he actually sat down on the couch and uh behind Tiger and he was sniffing Tiger around the bottom uh-huh. tail area and I thought, Oh my God, this is it. This is gonna be the miracle and all of a sudden he bit Tiger. 
Yeah. Okay, so one of the things that I just got from him is that he said that he wanted to try it again, that he wants to try it again. Okay. And so one of the things that you want to think about is less is more, okay? So if he sniffs for a second, you pick up Tiger and you walk away <laughs> because oh. he only needs a second. So you want him to end on a good on a good note. And know that a lot of it is body language. And he told me that Tiger has really big eyes. Mm-hmm. So, like, and maybe Tiger was scared and that's why he had really big eyes. Oh, and yeah. So you see Tiger, like, with this really big eye, scared, looking back at him then he's going to bite then because he's getting really big eyes in his face. So oh, less God. is more. And you want to be thinking not just like this is going to be a miracle. You want to be talking them through it the whole time. So lift, yawn, blink your eyes. We're all friends. We all get along together. Lick oh. and yawn. And, like, the one thing that you said, is this going to be a disaster? I forget what you said. You said something like that. You yeah. want to make sure like that does not even cross your mind and if you something like that when he's walking up is this going to be a disaster then it's really important that you make a distance between the two cats or the two animals because because you've just put it out there and you might be putting it out there because you're fearful right and Uh you're talking about the situation or you might be unconsciously picking up something that's happening so either way, if you're feeling that, I want you to separate them, oh. you know, really okay. concentrate on your breathing. A lot of this has to do with you. So concentrate oh. on your breathing, concentrate on them licking and yawning and blinking their eyes and both being fearful and talk to him about how Tiger is scared also. And that's why he has big eyes. Oh, yeah. I want to be friends, he says. I want to be friends. It's hard. Well, it's he seems to be kind of like a bully. I mean, well, he... Sometimes he's, nervous can make a bully. I mean, I know people like that, too, who are really, really shy, and they seem like a bully. So it's just um, it's uh, it's just really getting to know animals. This is where animal body language is so important. You've got to watch them, and you've got to praise them for their signals. Okay, Adrian, I gotta say goodbye to you because we have a few more minutes and I wanna make sure that I get um Stormy's words of wisdom in. Oh, okay. Well thank okay. you so much. Okay, thank good you. luck. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Okay, everyone, we've got a few more minutes and I wanna um get Stormy's words of wisdom in. Stormy wanted to say something earlier. Stormy honey. Stormy, what did you wanna say earlier? I wanted to say that we should all pray for I and her mother. And I miss her on the show. And I want to say that everybody should know that animals need to blink their eyes and lick their mouths and yawn and stretch. And he says he also wants people to know not to be scared when you introduce your animals together. Because if you're scared, the animals get scared. He's giving Adrian advice now. (laughs) And I want you all to know and that animals have their own issues. And if you teach them how to breathe and think about their behavior, they get better. And that's so true. So I want you all practicing this, um, this week is to uh, talk to your animals. I want you to really start picturing what you're saying to your animals. You always want to picture what you want them to do rather than what you don't want them to do. Um, And really start, like, even when they're not in those, um, think really positive thoughts and explain to them the the situations um, in a a wonderful way. so next week, as you heard before, we've got Laurie Spagna on, who's another animal communicator, and she's going to be doing readings with me next week. So there's going to be two of us um, online, and that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that. You can all check out her website at lauriespagna.com, and that's L-O-R-I-S-P-A-G-N-A.com. And my website is thepetpsychic.com. Again, that's thepetpsychic.com. 
sign up for my weekly newsletter and you'll get a uh, new article every week. Um, I'm going to have PDF uh, books for sale pretty soon on the website. And I got videos on the website. Okay, everybody, thanks for joining me today. Uh, talk to your animals, uh, explain them everything, and be well. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.